on demagogues in the american democrat by james fenimore cooper this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org james fenimore cooper on demagogues a demagogue in the strict signification of the word is a leader of the rabble it is a greek compound that conveys this meaning in these later times however the signification has been extended to suit the circumstances of the age thus before the art of printing became known or cheap publications were placed within the reach of the majority the mass of all nations might properly enough be termed a rabble when assembled in bodies in nations in which attention is paid to education this reproach is gradually becoming unjust though a body of americans even collected under what is popularly termed an excitement losing sight of that reason and respect for their own deliberately framed ordinances which alone distinguish them from the masses of other people is neither more nor less than a rabble men properly derive their designations from their acts and not from their professions the peculiar office of a demagogue is to advance his own interests by affecting a deep devotion to the interests of the people sometimes the object is to indulge malignancy unprincipled and selfish men submitting but to two governing motives that of doing good to themselves and that of doing harm to others the true theatre of a demagogue is a democracy for the body of the community possessing the power the master he pretends to serve is best able to reward his efforts as it is all-important to distinguish between those who labour in behalf of the people on the general account and those who labour in behalf of the people on their own account some of the rules by which each may be known shall be pointed out the motive of the demagogue may usually be detected in his conduct the man who is constantly telling the people that they are unerring in judgment and that they have all power is a demagogue bodies of men being composed of individuals can no more be raised above the commission of error than individuals themselves and in many situations they are more likely to err from self-excitement and the division of responsibility the power of the people is limited by the fundamental laws or the constitution the rights and opinions of the minority in all but those cases in which a decision becomes indispensable being just as sacred as the rights and opinions of the majority else would a democracy be indeed what its enemies term it the worst species of tyranny in this instance the people are flattered in order to be led as in kingdoms the prince is blinded to his own defects in order to extract favor from him the demagogue always puts the people before the constitution and the laws in face of the obvious truth that the people have placed the constitution and the laws before themselves the local demagogue does not distinguish between the whole people and a part of the people and is apt to betray his want of principles by contending for fancied or assumed rights in favour of a country or a town though the act is obviously opposed to the will of the nation 
this is a test that the most often betrays the demagogue for while loudest in proclaiming his devotion to the majority he is in truth opposing the will of the entire people in order to effect his purposes with the part the demagogue is usually sly a detractor of others a professor of humility and disinterestedness a great stickler for equality as respects all above him a man who acts in corners and avoids open and manly expositions of his course calls blackguards gentlemen and gentlemen folks appeals to passions and prejudices rather than to reason and is in all respects a man of intrigue and deception of sly cunning and management instead of manifesting the frank fearless qualities of the democracy he so prodigally professes the man who maintains the rights of the people on pure grounds may be distinguished from the demagogue by the reverse of all these qualities he does not flatter the people even while he defends them for he knows that flattery is a corrupting and dangerous poison having nothing to conceal he is frank and fearless as are all men with the consciousness of right motives he oftener chides than commends for power needs reproof and can dispense with praise he who would be a courtier under a king is almost certain to be a demagogue in a democracy the elements are the same though brought into action under different circumstances ordinary observers are apt to fancy them the extremes of opposite moral castes travellers have often remarked that americans who have made themselves conspicuous abroad for their adulation of rank and power have become zealous advocates of popular supremacy on returning home several men of this stamp are at this moment in conspicuous political stations in the country having succeeded by the commonest arts of courtiers there is a large class of political men in this country who while they scarcely merit the opprobrium of being termed demagogues are not properly exempt from the imputation of falling into some of their most dangerous vices these are they whose habits and tastes and better opinions indeed are all at variance with vulgar errors and vulgar practices but who imagine it a necessary evil in a democracy to defer to prejudices and ignorance and even to popular jealousies and popular injustice that a safe direction may be given to the public mind such men deceive themselves in the first place as to their own motives which are rather their private advancement than the public good and admitting the motives to be pure they err greatly both in their mode of construing the system under which they live and in the general principles of correcting evil and of producing good as the greatest enemy of truth is falsehood so is the most potent master of falsehood truth these qualities are correlatives that which is not true being false and that which is not false being true it follows as a pervading rule of morals that the advancement of one is the surest means of defeating the other all good men desire the truth and on all public occasions on which it is necessary to act at all the truth would be the most certain efficient and durable agency in defeating falsehoods whether of prejudices reports or principles
the perception of truth is an attribute of reason and the groundwork of all institutions that claim to be founded in justice is this high quality temporary convenience and selfish considerations beyond a doubt are both favored by sometimes closing the eyes to the severity of truth but in nothing is the sublime admonition of god in his commandments where he tells us that he will visit the sins of the fathers unto the third and fourth generation of their children more impressively verified than in the inevitable punishments that await every sacrifice of truth most of the political men of the day belong to this class of doubtful moralists who mistaking a healthful rule which admonishes us that even truth ought not to be too offensively urged in their desire to be moderate lend themselves to the side of error the ingenuity of sophisms and the audacity of falsehoods receive great support from this mistaken alliance since a firm union of all the intelligent of a country in the cause of plain and obvious truths would exterminate their correlative errors the public opinion which is now enlisted in the support of the latter following to the right side as a matter of course in the train of combined knowledge this is the mode in which opinions rooted in the wrong have been gradually eradicated by the process of time but which would yield faster were it not for the latitude and delusion that selfishness imposes on men of this class who flatter themselves with soothing a sore that they are actually irritating the consequence of this mistaken forbearance is to substitute a new set of errors for those which it has already taken ages to get rid of on the subject of government and society it is a misfortune that this country is filled with those who take the opposite extremes the one side clinging to prejudices that were founded in the abuses of the feudal times and the other to the exaggerations of impractical theories that the struggle is not fiercer is probably owing to the overwhelming number of the latter class but as things are truth is a sufferer the american doctrinaire is the converse of the american demagogue and in his way is scarcely less injurious to the public he is as much a visionary on one side as the extreme theoretical democrat is a visionary on the other the first deals in poetry the last in cant the first affirms a disinterestedness and purity in education and manners when exposed to the corruption of power that all experience refutes and the last an infallibility in majorities that god himself has denied these opposing classes produce the effect of all counteracting forces resistance and they provoke each other's excesses in the doctrinaire or theorist of the old school we see men clinging to opinions that are purely the issue of arbitrary facts ages after the facts themselves had ceased to exist confounding cause with effect and in the demagogue or his tool the impractical democrat one who permits envy jealousy opposition selfishness and the unconsciousness of his own inferiority and demerits so far to blind his faculties as to obscure the sense of justice 
to exclude the sight of positive things and to cause him to deny the legitimate consequences of the very laws of which he professes to be proud this is the dupe who affirms that one man is as good as another these extremes lead to the usual inconsistencies and follies thus do we see men who sigh for titles and factitious and false distinctions so little conscious of truth as to shrink from asserting the real distinctions of their social station or those they actually and undeniably possess as if nature ever intends a man for an aristocrat who has not the manhood to maintain his just rights and those again who cant of equality and general privileges while they stubbornly refuse to permit others to enjoy in peace a single fancied indulgence or taste unless taken in their company although nature education and habits have all unfitted them to participate and their presence would be sure to defeat what they could not in the nature of things enjoy the considerate and modest and just-minded man of whatever social class will view all this differently in asserting his own rights he respects those of others in indulging his own tastes he is willing to admit there may be superior in pursuing his own course in his own manner he knows his neighbor has an equal right to do the same and most of all is he impressed with the great moral truths that flatterers are inherently miscreants that fallacies never fail to bring their punishments and that the empire of god is reason End of on demagogues in the american democrat by james fenimore cooper